Mitu Netter, Volume 1, The Great Oracle of Tehuti in the Egyptian System of Spiritual Cultivation. Chapter 7, The Cosmological View of Man or The Spiritual Anatomy of Man. Everything stated thus far reading regarding cosmology is of no value unless it can be translated into a means of giving man an understanding of self and serve as a guide to correct living. Self-knowledge, it will be seen in the beginning and end of all knowledge. Who and what is man can only be understood by reference to the purpose of the creation of the world. Earlier, we learned that the essential state of the Supreme Being is one in which its energy matter is not differentiated into things. Hence, God lacks experience in its essential state. God modifies its essence into the world as the means through which to have experience. Although there is an infinitude of creatures making up the world, only one of them was created for the express purpose of serving as a vehicle through which God can transfer its consciousness into and realize the fullness of its being. This creature is man. The knowledge of this spiritual fact has been expressed in many of the scriptures of the world. In the Kemetan ancient Egyptian scripture, the book of knowing the manifestations of Ra, we come across the following statements regarding Ausar, who is the symbol of man or woman who has completed his or her spiritual growth, enabling God to manifest itself in the world through him or her. Quote, I produced myself from prim primal, primal matter, primal matter, my name is Ausars, from the primal matter of primal matter. I have succeeded in all that I have willed on earth. I was alone, not born where they, not had I spit in the form of Shu, not had I emitted Tanuv. I brought through my mouth my own name, that is to say a word of power, and I, even I, came into being in the forms of the infinite power of being. The same awareness is expressed in Genesis 1.26, which states that God makes man in their own likeness, or, as was earlier stated in this book, the supreme being through its creative organs, or the supreme being and man, zero, through its creative organs, one through nine, creates physical realities, the 10th sphere. While the above makes a great deal of sense from a spiritual philosophical standpoint, it flies in the face of man's common experience. If man is made in the likeness of God, then why is this fact not evident in our daily experience? The answer is a simple one. Mankind as a whole has not completed its evolution. In the same way that a three-year-old has the faculties of an adult in a latent state, so do the majority of people today have their divine faculties in a dormant state. The various stages and goal of our evolution are shown by the tree of life. We are born with spheres 
10 and 9 in the awakened state and we develop from the bottom up. All of the other faculties represented by spheres 8 to 1 are in a dormant state. In the same way that the development of our physical faculties is cued to our chronological age, so is the development of our spiritual faculties. The first 28 years of our life is spent awakening and developing the 8th and 7th spheres. These are our syslogic, sys, syslogistic, logical, and interventive artistic faculties respectively. The eighth and seventh spheres, which is, as we saw in previous chapters, correspond to the celestial workers and are, therefore, the faculties that we utilize primarily in making a living. If the social order is enlightened, the following 21 years are devoted to the awakening of our moral and mental obstructive, abstractive faculties. It will seem strange to most people to hear the moral faculties in man are not developed until after the 28th year of life. Yet, this is supported by conventional wisdom. What do you think will happen if the police and the armed forces in America or most nations were to be disbanded? The answer can be inferred from previous riot situations in which many otherwise law-abiding persons have been seen always in their dismay in the act of stealing and vandalism. Unfortunately, most societies lack the knowledge of how to spiritually cultivate their citizens so that the majority fails to develop the moral part of their spirit. We will later see that there are a great number of behavioral expressions of an immoral nature that the majority of the people in the world is incapable of recognizing as such. Take, for instance, the act of smoking tobacco in public, which forces others to inhale gases that are well-known poisons. Before the discovery of DDT, tobacco was one of the major insecticides. While you would not be permitted to even slap strangers, you are permitted to poison them in socially acceptable ways. This is one of the innumerable examples of the inability of the majority of the people to think on an abstract level spheres four five and six they only recognize as immoral those specific examples of immorality that have been pointed out to them on their own they cannot see that forcing others children even to inhale tobacco smoke is even more immoral than let's say slapping a stranger if an individual is able to develop these moral faculties, fears 4, 5, and 6, he becomes a candidate to develop the divine faculties. When an individual develops the faculty of the third sphere, he, she has the ability to influence events in the environment through the use of words of power, i.e. the person shares in the omnipotence of the supreme being, although not in the same magnitude. The second sphere faculty enables the person to intuitively understand all life situations. This is the wisdom or omniscience. The development of the first sphere enables man to experience the fact that his person and that all of others are parts of one being. For example, although a person's physical body is made up of billions of cells, it is experienced as one creature. 
This experience of oneness is beyond the intellectual understanding of oneness that most people hold in common. Before we can embark on a full explanation of the differences between the various stages of man's development, we must have a full understanding of the faculties making up his spirit. The tree of life is a guide to man's spirit or mind. We have seen that mankind has not completed its evolution. We cannot therefore understand man merely studying the behavior of man through the ages. It is like arriving at conditions about adults through the study of children. In the same way that we know that there are potentials residing in children waiting to be awakened at the time appointed by the biological growth process by studying adults, we know that there are potentials in mankind and what they are by the study of people who have evolved beyond the present level of human evolution, sages. We know, we also know of others, although not more evolved, who have revealed faculties not yet awakened in the majority of people. To understand man, we must therefore begin by analyzing the faculties and behavior of those people sages who have been completed the, who have completed their evolution we will see that all of man's faculties can be cataloged in one of the spheres of the tree of life sphere zero faculty of man's spirit it has already been said that the man's true essential and original being is composed of energy matter that is devoid of limitations Hence, the cipher zero symbolizes the absence of conditionings, the limitations, characterizations, the essential state of energy matter, which can neither be created nor destroyed, as we know well from Western science. One, the first fear corresponds to man's self-identity as we are speaking of the perfected man, her, <clears throat> identity is with zero in other words there is no identification with any personality complex that is characterized by specific human preferences likes dislikes inclinations abilities or inabilities etc at this level the self-identity rises beyond sexual class race occupation nationality etc there are no conditioned reflex patterns in the spirit that can force the individual to respond in a determined manner. In everyday life, this means that the person will not be controlled by conditioned responses. He will be totally free from the control by likes, dislikes, loves, hatreds, fear, anger, and the whole host of emotions and desires. As each personality type is a pattern of conditioned ways of thinking and emotional responses to given situations, the individual who has attained to the realization of her essential nature is able to change personalities as changing situations demand. Here, the self-identities with the unstructured state of subjective energy matter composing the spirit at the first sphere level, the Ba, in the Kemetic tradition, an individual who has attained to this level of development is called Ausar. The ability to manifest any personality is of utmost impo importance. 
An individual succeeds when the demands and challenges of life are to be met by his natural personality traits. A fiery person will carry the moment in if a situation demands courage, zeal, rashness, etc. But life's changes will not always come to the fiery person through a fiery window. What would such a person do when challenges demand patience, calmness, following, etc.? If the person identifies not with his natural fiery personality, but with the evolved higher arsurin nature, then he will be able to assume the personality type that can be best met the situation of the moment. In other words, the individual will go through life without any limitations imposed on his self-image. This is the state of the great liberation sought by all sojourners on the spiritual path. It is obvious that what most people in the world identify as their self is not the first sphere of the tree of life. The second sphere of the tree of life corresponds to the will of God and the, and the evolved man. In chapter 6, we learn that all of creation is the, is the differentiation of one and the same eternal and infinite energy matter. Even man's being is an individualization of the being of God. It follows then that all things are integral parts of one being. In composing the world, everything that a person wills to achieve must be in harmony with the will of the whole. God, the ability to intuit the will of God is according to the spiritual tradition wisdom. We will have a great deal more to say about this. What is important here is to understand that with the fully evolved individual, what is willed is not based on personal needs or wants. The person will intuit from God the what, when, how, and why e events that are to take place in people's lives. It is the only way in which all human actions can be in harmony with each other, leading thus to peace and prosperity and other implications of the unlimited potential of the energy matter that is the source of all things. It is the fact that as there is no limit to what can bring forth, there is no limit to what man can will. One of the greatest causes of human failure is the imposition of limitations on what we can achieve in the world. Here ends the reading, chapter 7 on page 86 at the second sphere. Chapter 7, the cosmological view of man or the spiritual anatomy of man.